Welcome to the Mission Mill Spouse Podcast, the longest running podcast of its kind. Carrying on the 18-year legacy of Army Wife Talk Radio, we have now expanded our community to include all military spouses of all branches and all components. We are so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Now, here are your podcast hosts, your Mission Mill Spouse Command Team. Welcome back, listeners, to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Created 18 years ago as Army Wife Talk Radio, we have since grown and expanded to serve all military spouses within all branches and components. Our aim is to help you tackle military life by providing resources, solidarity, and some fun moments, too. This is episode number 998, and I'm your host, Director of Administration, Sarah Robichaud. And I'm your Director of Development, Chrissy Gibbs, joining Sarah today. Just like many of you, we strive to be genuine and true to ourselves by valuing progress and grace over perfection. Our aim is to provide you with the necessary support and resources to flourish in your life as a military spouse. Rest assured, we have your back. On today's show, we are thrilled to bring you an interview conducted by our executive director, Sharita Knobloch, as she chats with today's guest, our very own director of empowerment, Amanda Bickneys, also known as Mandy Marie, about her new novel, Meet the Teacher. As we jump into today's show content, we want to take a moment to remind you that Mission Mill Spouse is now a 501c3 organization powered and run by your fellow Mill Spouses, and we invite you to join us. Donating is simple. Check out our website at missionmillspouse.org. Or if you're looking for a high impact reach, email partner at missionmillspouse.org and we'll get a personalized conversation going. We appreciate your support. Hey, Chrissy, I'm looking forward to hosting this episode with you today. But before we get too far into our show, tell me what's new with you. Well, this summer was really busy. Thankfully, we were not PCSing um, this summer, but we did have to say goodbye to some of our close friends, which was really hard. But now we're in the season of welcoming. So we're welcoming in new neighbors and new friends that in our nearby in our neighborhood or we see, you know, hopefully in school soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How about you? Well, there is not much new on my end. We are kind of coming down from our big summer vacations and our big road trip that we did with my in-laws. That was a lot of fun. Um, My husband just left for a longish TDY. So we're kind of like you. We didn't PCS, but we do still have to deal with, you know, the usual military summer fun. So my kids and I are settling into kind of a new routine while he's gone. And we're enjoying these last few weeks of summer uh, before school starts back up. And, you know, summer is my favorite. I am definitely like a summer person. And so while I'm excited for my kids to get back to school and to have some, you know, alone peace and quiet time for me, I am absolutely dreading, you know, getting back into the hustle and bustle of the school year and the northern winter that is coming. Oh my gosh. I agree with that. I am also a summer person and it has been like yesterday's high was 50. Oh, so no. It has been so cold over here. We're all wearing sweatshirts and hoodies and just like, hello, everyone over in the States. You know, I keep seeing like hottest summer in years. (laughs) (laughs) And we're just over here like, um... Can we just get a little sunshine? (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. We were in Germany for a few years, and I remember the summers being not what I imagined summers to be as an East Coast girl. And then the winters were a lot like they are here in Michigan. They're just like dark and gray. And that really stinks that you didn't get like your your summer break in between those dark months. 
Yeah, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, we do see next week is supposed to warm up. We'll get some 70s back and maybe we'll get Ooh. like a little, yeah, a little spike again. <laughs> but it was just one of those things that everybody is complaining about the heat and we're just over here in our hoodies like, um, <laughs> we'd like a little bit of it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, one thing that I love about Mission Mill Spouse is when we get to take our URL or online conversations and make them IRL or in real life. Thanks so much for giving us a quick glimpse into your Mill Spouse experience, Chrissy. Thanks, Sarah. Let's keep our program rolling and welcome some of our other Mission Mill Spouse command team members to the mic. Time to tune in to Amy with her Moxie Minute, then our top news stories from Emma. Unlike our calendar plans, our commitment to serve military spouses is written in ink. Now continuing our 18-year legacy is Mission Mill Spouse Deputy Director of Empowerment with this week's Moxie Minute. Salutations, indomitable military spouses. Prepare for another captivating installment of Moxie Minute. I'm Amy Fisher, your tenacious host. And today, with a new term for Moxie, we're embarking on a journey of daring determination. Imagine being a tightrope walker, bravely stepping across a chasm with unwavering focus. That's the spirit of daring determination, embracing challenges head-on and pursuing your dreams with relentless passion. As P.T. Barnum once declared, no one made a difference by being like everyone else. Your unique journey with its twists and turns is a testament to your daring determination. Just like the pioneers who came before you, you are shaping history with each bold step. So fellow military spouses, go forth with your daring determination as your compass, forging your destiny and leaving an indelible mark on the world. Your journey is a symphony of moxie and courage that resonates far and wide. Until next time, everyone, remember, moxie isn't just a word, it's a way of life. No news is typically good news in this military life except on the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Here is our new six correspondent with this week's top stories. Howdy y'all and buckle up for this week's new six update. Newest Gerber baby is a brat. Maddie Mendoza, daughter of Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Jun Mendoza, is the 2023 Gerber baby. Her dad is a doctor at the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado, his alma mater. Her mama, Crystal, a dentist, submitted a picture of Maddie and a picture of herself as a baby, as this year's contest had a throwback theme. Speaking at the Military Children Education Coalition on July 24th, Mendoza said he is grateful for the organization and the work it does for military children. Reaching forward, we're proud that Maddie can represent MCEC and be a symbol for the work you're going to do for another 25 years. I want all the military children to know you're not alone in the ring. You don't have to fight this fight alone, and you're more than capable of going the distance. For winning the contest, the Mendozas received a $25,000 cash prize and a matching donation to March of Dimes in her name, a whole new Gerber baby wardrobe, and, of course, the unique experience of being the face of the company for the whole year. Congrats, Maddie. Way to represent your fellow military brats in an adorable way. Find out more at MilitaryTimes.com. Then Yasa for the VA. Hoping to promote accessibility to yoga, meditation, and wellness to veterans, Warriors at Ease offer scholarships and low-cost accessibility. Since 2011, they have worked tirelessly to combat the mental health epidemic among soldiers and veterans through mindful exercise. 
They have been involved in the first clinical trials funded by the DOD to test meditation and yoga as a therapy for combat-related injuries. Following these studies and the success they have found at Walter Reed, they have created their own training curriculum split into two levels. Level 1, Fundamentals of Trauma-Sensitive Yoga, Meditation, and Mindfulness for the Military Community. Level 2, Advanced Yoga Techniques, Protocols, and Adaptions for the Military Community. According to their website, the Level 1 Fundamentals training is self-paced, offered online, and requires no prior yoga teaching experience. Modules include core concepts, principles, and skills for teaching in military communities, skillfully responding to applications, teaching meditation in military communities, overview and guidelines, best practices for teaching an adaptive yoga class, working with survivors of military sexual trauma. The level two advanced training is open to 200 hour trained yoga instructors and provides three days of in-person hands-on experience in how to teach adaptive yoga and trauma-informed meditation and mindfulness practices to the military community. Lectures are interwoven through hours of hands-on practice labs that address the most common physical and invisible injuries seen in service, including anxiety, depression, hearing loss, back pain, and loss of limb. Warriors at Ease trainers can be found in VAs and military installations all across the nation. To find one near you, go to warriorsatease.org or news.va.gov. Military Making Its Way to Maui President Biden has sent the National Guard and the Navy's 3rd Fleet to Maui after a wildfire devastated the island and left 36 people dead. The Hawaiian National Guard mobilized their Chinook helicopters to help combat the fires while the Army sent in Blackhawks to the Big Island, which is also experiencing wildfires. Jill and I send our deepest condolences to the families of those who lost loved ones in the wildfires in Maui, and our prayers are with those who have seen their homes, businesses, and communities destroyed, Biden said in the statement. We are grateful to the brave firefighters and first responders who continue to run toward danger, putting themselves in harm's way to save lives. The Coast Guard also rescued 14 people that took to the water to escape the flames. The Department of Transportation is busy helping evacuation efforts, and the Department of Agriculture stands by to help with recovery. Our hearts go out to all our military ohana on the islands dealing with the devastating winds and fires. We also pray for the safety of all our military and first responders answering the call. Today in history. On August 14, 1935, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the National Security Act. This act established a permanent national pension for the elderly. A part of FDR's New Deal, the program is funded by payroll taxes and astronomically reduced elderly poverty levels. This act also established the Unemployment Insurance Program and the Aid to Dependent Children Program, which assisted families headed by single mothers. The law was amended 30 years later in 1965 with the establishment of Medicaid and Medicare. FDR believed that Social Security should cover everyone, saying, I see no reason why every child from the day he is born shouldn't be a member of the Social Security system. When he begins to grow up, he should know he will have old age benefits direct from the insurance system to which he will belong all his life. If he is out of work, he gets a benefit. If he is sick or crippled, he gets a benefit. I don't see why not. Cradle to the grave. From the cradle to the grave, they ought to be in the social insurance system. Thanks to this program, it was no longer the norm in America to work full time well into old age, which is great news for me, who is planning on spending my twilight years napping and watching Bravo. That's it for me. I'm Emma Tai with New 6, 
where information empowers. Thanks to our command team for going the extra mile to bring us these oh-so-encouraging and interesting sound bites each week. Now we're going to take a quick commercial break and then tune in to hear today's interview with Amanda Bignes. Stay tuned. Mission Mill Spouse, formerly known as Army Wife Network, is continuing our exceptional and long-standing legacy. Now serving all spouses of all branches, we are the longest-running military spouse podcast currently broadcasting our 18th season. In fact, we will break 1,000 episodes in 2023. Don't miss an installment. Subscribe on our website, missionmillspouse.org, or catch our twice-weekly podcast on the podcast app of your choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Remember, we've been there. You aren't alone. We've got your six. Welcome, Mission Mill Spouse podcast listeners. I'm Dr. Sharita Knobloch, your executive director here at Mission Mill Spouse. I'm so excited to be bringing you today's episode full of information to empower and enlighten you. Today's guest is a hoot. She's awesome. And one of my dear, dear friends, Mandy Marie, a self-published romance author. Mandy is a romance author who resides currently in Colorado with her husband, two tiny humans, and two fur babies. Aside from being a mom and a writer, she's a military spouse, admin assistant, editor, and former educator. In her downtime, you'll find Mandy curled up with a cozy blanket, cup of coffee or tea, fuzzy socks, and a great romance read. Meet the Teacher is her debut novel. Mandy, welcome to the Mission Mel Spouse podcast. Thank you so much. I'm just, I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's just, it's awesome to be, um, you know, chatting with with a friend and especially about um, a, my book, Baby. I'm just so excited to be here. Well, we've been cheering you on the whole time here at Mission Mill Spouse. So it's so exciting and we're celebrating with you. And it's to kick things off. Tell us, what is your book, Meet the Teacher, all about? So Meet the Teacher, it is a romance novel and it does have, it's mainly like a sweet rom-com, but it does have a sprinkle of spice in there. Um, For those of you who are familiar with the romance genre, um, (laughs) it does, it does have a little bit of 18 plus and over um, (laughs) content in there, but uh, the main character, Autumn Parker, she really resembles um, a lot in myself, but she's definitely made up in her own world. She goes through quite a bit in the beginning, a divorce, um, the loss of of her sister. Um, And then one night when she's ready for meet the teacher night, and she's just anticipating all that that comes with it. Um, she's just really surprised to end up seeing her uh, ex-boyfriend, Zane Mitchell, who broke her heart, you know, many years ago. Um, and she finds out that his daughter is actually going to be in her fifth grade class that year. Um, and so Autumn really is just kind of pushed by her sister's final wishes uh, to step out of her comfort zone. Of course, Zane, uh, the stand-up guy that he is, comes in to help her um, work out all of these things through kind of a bucket list type thing. Um, And so Autumn's really got to 
decide if she's going to embrace all these new adventures to honor her sister's wishes. And also, will she, you know, give Zane a second chance? So <laughs> I have to say, I really enjoyed the book, the, the sweetness and the spice. All of it was really good. And it's very cool the way you've developed these characters, because Again, I know you personally in real life, but also I could seem a little like pieces of myself in autumn as well, you know, kind of navigating the battle with anxiety or wanting to take more risks and live a little more adventurously because I actually started my own bucket list my senior year of high school oh, in wow. <laughs> in December of what? Oh, my gosh. Two thousand three. So sorry, listeners, I'm definitely a senior real spouse now, but so this year will mark 20 years that I've had the same bucket list that I've marked things off, added new things on, put things on after I've done it because I didn't even know I wanted to do it. But that's what's so cool about this book is I feel like a majority of readers are going to see probably pieces of themselves, whether it's the teacher aspect, the broken heart aspect, the redemption aspect, the anxiety, you know, conquering that, the, the wolo. We only live once. I love that <laughs> spin off of YOLO. So great, great read. Congratulations on that. But I know it was an uphill journey because you are a male spouse and a mama and a prior educator and you work all the things. So yes. <laughs> what made you decide to write a book? So it kind of ties in with the whole bucket list thing. It's just always been a dream of mine when I was younger. Um, I used to always, you know, when you have those really big aspirations, right, as a kid and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to do this one day. And so part of my many dreams of, of writing, I wanted to do, you know, poetry and song lyrics. And then I was like, I'm going to write a book one day. Um, but as I feel it's very common, um, at least that's what I tell myself, is that it's one of those things that kind of seems so big that mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, yeah, I really will get to that one day. But like one day just never comes. Right. Later. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a later. tomorrow. That's a tomorrow problem. <laughs> um, and so uh, I had it was kind of a culmination of, of so many things happening at once. I had just quit. Um, teaching and I was becoming a stay-at-home mom and kind of navigating what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was stressful, but I kept seeing this writing community that um, is so amazing. Quill and Cup, I just have to shout them out. Um, a lot of mill spouses are a part of it. And I was seeing their posts and finally one day I was like, let me just give this, give this little thing a try. And that was like, the the final push that I really needed. And I was like, okay, I'm a part of this writing community. So they're going to help hold me accountable, which is what I needed. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm not teaching this. This is going to be my chance to actually check this big, huge item. It, at the time, it felt so large to check it off my bucket list and um, feel good about it. And now I'm like, I can't wait to write more. So <laughs> like, it's definitely... Um, it was just a decision of like, why not now? Mm -hmm. And it's huge that you were able to conquer this, experience this, and it's something you want to keep doing versus like, okay, one and done, I'm out, check it off the list. It broke me, right? So yeah. I think that's super encouraging to all of the aspiring writers out there because I know there's a lot of people on our Mission Mill Spouse team that want to write a book, are in the process of writing books, all that kind of stuff. So 
not only is it just a good read, but it's also an inspiration for other male spouses to be like, oh, you can do this. Um, so I really appreciate that. And I don't want to deviate too much from our scripted questions, but how did you decide on like rom- a romance novel versus, I don't know, a nonfiction or something else, a com- comedy or just a, a fiction book? Oh, I, I love that question. So um, romance and love have always just been like something I've loved. I mean, I'm a huge like Hallmark movie <laughs> fan <laughs> um, and I just have been a, a very avid romance reader um, for many years mixed with, I'm just, anytime there's a rom-com on, like I'm guaranteed to watch it. Uh, even the ones that like, you know, people have a lot of negative things to say about. I'm still like, well, it's still romance, like Purple Hearts, the Netflix movie. So romance has just always had, uh, funny enough, a place in my heart. Um, Uh, I see what you did there. (laughs) I knew you'd love that one. Um, But truly, it's just, it's one of my favorites. Um, And I do actually have some plans. So I I definitely wanted to go... uh, you know, with a pen name for romance, because Mm -hmm. um, I kind of have a lot of big dreams, as I know you personally know. (laughs) Uh, But I would also love to maybe write a children's book one day, Mm -hmm. especially being a a former teacher, um, or even a nonfiction book that does help, uh, you know, empower and inspire military spouses and mental health. So I do have all these ideas. But for me, fiction, um, and especially romance was just like, that felt the most fun. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. they always say to do things that like, what will get you excited to get out of bed in the morning? And like, that that was it for me. That's the genre that I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to write about these people who live rent free in my head. (laughs) um, We'll get to fall in love again. So um, yeah, that's really where it all came from. It gives you such space to dream. You know, I feel like male spouse life, especially mom life, educator life, work life, whatever. Sometimes we're just so serious. It just feels serious. I struggle with that personally because I feel like I'm a lot of fun with other people. But in my house, I'm the most serious person. And it's very weird. Um, But giving your space, giving yourself that space to kind of dream and imagine and play. I think that is a lost art and I applaud you for leaning into that and and jumping on that. Um, So you mentioned that writing a book has been kind of on your bucket list since pretty much forever, but how long have you actually been writing? So um, I've really, I've been, I, I love this question, especially because I feel that something I had so much resistance with when I first started Meet the Teacher, which was um, March of 2022. And so just about a year and a half ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so all that time I was like, well, I've only been writing for this long, but then I, I realized, especially from such a supportive writing community that to be actively writing, um, a work in progress is not what makes you a writer. It's more so in, and here I go with the heart again, but really, for those of us who maybe you're similar to me, if if you're journaling, if you've done mm. writing, even if you've enjoyed, mm-hmm. which I also enjoy the academic type of writing um, in college, I loved <laughs> writing research papers. Um, it was just a, like a fabulous little thing. And so um, to to consider yourself a writer 
is really like, how mm-hmm. long have you enjoyed it? Not mm-hmm. so much like been working towards something. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to to really share that with listeners. If you are somebody who is writing, or even if you're enjoying the academic side of writing, whatever it might be, um, you are a writer, even without, you know, this proper label that society wants to throw on us. So that's such an empowering perspective. And it reminds me of so many other things in our life. Like I've been writing probably since like elementary school, like miniature little books with the pictures and, you know, an ABC horse book. I was obsessed with horses. Like every young girl probably was (laughs) in the nineties. But, you know, and I won an award for it and, you know, these things. And so it's still on my bucket list to write a book. Um, And it's like, okay, when is, when is that happening? And I'm feeling kind of the, the urge, the, the pull back to writing because, I write, you know, announcements for my class that I teach at Liberty University and I write them, I schedule them and then they come back through the feed weeks later. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really good. Who wrote that? <laughs> what was that? And then I remember how much I love it. Um, so it's so interesting that calling yourself, owning that title of being a writer, just like, you know, you think about going to the gym, very few people be like, oh, I'm not a runner. Be like, well, do you run? Well, yeah, 15 minute mile. You're a runner. You're like moving forward at a pace a little bit ahead of a walk. You know, like you're a runner. Oh, you know, the things like CrossFit and they're like, oh, no, I'm not very good at it. Well, do you go? Yeah. okay, you're an athlete. That's been mind blowing to me in the last few years of my journey. But again, this is about you. I'm focusing back on topic. (laughs) No, I love the connection, though. You know, I do. (laughs) All right. Uh, But. Um, so what was your inspiration for Meet the Teacher in addition to just loving that romance deeply in your heart? So, yeah. So, you know, we've already discussed how romance and just love in general has been a, a big thing of mine. And then um, really funny uh, is that the name Zane was kind of the initial inspiration. So um Back in, you know, 2017 was when I first got pregnant with my, my daughter. She's my oldest. And when I was pregnant with her and, you know, we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl and we're just kind of listing out names. And I was telling my husband, like, I love the name Zane. (laughs) And he was like, well, I don't. (laughs) Right. And so it was one of those things where I, I had other names I really liked, but I just love Z names. And I actually Mm. have plans of using another Z name in my next book. Oh man. Uh, but really Zane was like, okay, you know what? If I won't have a son named Zane, <laughs> he's going to be like the sweetest guy in my romance novel. Um, but so that was kind of the starting point mixed with, I would say just my life experience of being a teacher with anxiety, just like Autumn has. And, um, you know, Autumn does give teaching a second chance. And I've been really conflicted on, you know, what, what would it take for me to give teaching a second chance? And so um, not to have a bunch of spoilers, but basically, you know, just thinking through what, how would I need to feel in order to feel like teaching deserved another chance? And so who knows where life will, will take me. I might end up um, back in the classroom one day, mm-hmm. but it felt really good to just have that, that education and my anxiety serve as inspiration for this book. Um, and I got to like live through it from a different perspective as well. So um, yeah, that's what's so great even about fiction is like 
you get to sprinkle in a little bit of yourself, mm-hmm. but also it's made up to where it's like, hey, <laughs> you know, if I want to live on fire. <laughs> If like this is me, I'm smiling so big right now just from being like we couldn't name our baby Zane. He's gonna be in my book. Like that is such that's not even a consolation prize because it's a book baby. So it's almost as awesome. Um that makes oh I love that so much. I'm cracking up over here. Oh, that makes me so happy. Um and it's almost like additional inspiration to keep going. It's you have such ownership on that the names of your character and the inspiration with that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So you touched on it a few minutes ago, talking about using a pen name. So remind us again, like why exactly did you choose to use a pen name instead of your quote, real mission mill spouse or just military spouse, real life name? So I chose Mandy Marie. um, Well, one for my absolute love of alliteration. Um, (laughs) And also it it is still my name. So, which really what's super funny is that Mandy, my, when I was growing up, um, my mom was like, nobody can call you Mandy. It's just going to be Amanda. And sure enough, who calls me Mandy the most? My parents. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, and then, you know, Marie with the two E's, that kind of special thing is, is my middle name. And so it's still a part of me, but it's also not my direct you mm-hmm. know, name. Um, and then I got to thinking like, okay, if I do go back into t- to teaching or I do write those books that I have ideas for, like the children's books or nonfiction, do I really want um, <laughs> you know, like kids or um, even military spouses, you know, if I, if I, want to help them. I also, I just don't need that (laughs) added, um, identity, I guess, of people being Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, this girl's all about the romance. (laughs) Like, right. um, On page 158, (laughs) it gets a little saucy and yeah, you don't need that. That totally makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So just really having that somewhat of a separate identity for me. Um, and, and a lot of people, I'm very open about having a pen name and I, a lot of my favorite authors um, in the romance genre, we know their real names, but they also have a famous pen name. Mm. And, you know, same with Stephen King, he writes under different names. So I thought this is a great way for people who do meet future professional me to mm-hmm. um, not have that that connection, unless, of course, they really wanted to or I wanted them to. So um, it just worked out so well. Yeah, I recently learned that too, kind of in the audiobook industry, in the genre of romance, having a pen name. Otherwise, it just kind <laughs> yes. of gets a little weird. Um, yes. If you're like, oh, you're that person that narrated this book and said those things. So right. exactly. keeping that keeping that line really clear and not so blurry. And it just, again, it just gives me so much joy to think about how much intention you have in heart with all of the names from, you know, your main characters to your pen name and kind of the the roots and the foundation of that really shows a deep authenticity for your your authorship journey. So um, before before we go to break, I've got one more question for you. So what else do readers have to look forward to from Mandy Marie as far as any future writing plans? Uh, well, as I shared before, I'm so excited to keep writing. Um, 
it's like now that I've done one, I'm just hungry for more. Mm -hmm. And I've got two works in progress, both romance as well. One will be a Christmas um, novella um, about a married couple with kids. So kind of that that real Mm -hmm. chaos, um, (laughs) um, the real moments, um, especially around the holidays um, for women and and moms. And then the main character, how she'll kind of mirror something I struggle with is she'll have hypothyroidism. Mm. um, And so I'm excited about that one, hopefully by this Christmas, but it might not be till next year. Um, And then uh, one that is more long-term is a romanticy. And for those that don't know, Romanticy is where the plot is basically still that romance genre based, but it's where romance meets fantasy. Um, And so it's going to have like an enemies to lovers trope, but it'll be set in both the real world and a dream world. Um, And so I can't say too much more because this one is still like really uh, (laughs) in the works, but um, yeah, those are those are my two cool. that are going to be coming out within the next you know year or so to look forward to, and maybe even a military romance might uh, end up in there. So we'll oh, see. Man, we are we are like the, you you are writing for me. All of these things, <laughs> like oh, hypothyroidism, solidarity, sister, ooh, male spouse romance. Okay, put me. Yeah, I'm already on your your email list, so I will be you know looking out for those and I encourage all of the listeners tuning into this podcast. Also, get connected with her on online subscribe to her newsletter they're adorable they're so in real life and things she's doing behind the scenes and all that kind of good stuff too so get connected um with that so mandy thank you so much for sharing about your journey on becoming a self-published author in addition to your resume of all these other awesome activities you are absolutely an inspiration and a powerhouse so we're going to cut to a quick break and listeners if you'd like to learn more about mandy marie and her books you can find them on the web at author mandy marie and that's m-a-n-d-y m-a-r-e-e.com or through social media at their handle at author mandy marie stay tuned for the rest of our interview with mandy here in just a few moments to learn more about her new self-published book meet the teacher our mission is to globally empower military spouses with resources and support to conquer adversity foster confidence and thrive in this military life Whether you are an individual, a Fortune 500 company, or somewhere in between, join us on our mission. Make your tax-deductible contribution at missionmillspouse.org, or if you're a business interested in sharing your product or services with our more than 100,000 followers, email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Military spouses around the world, thank you for your support. Welcome back, listeners. We're continuing our conversation with military spouse, Mandy Marie, author of Meet the Teacher. So let's jump back into the conversation. You've given us great information about your journey to authorship, but I would like to know kind of a reflective question. What has been the most rewarding part of this journey? Oh, there's just so much. Um, I think actually... Gosh, I might tear up for saying this, but um, I think the most rewarding part is like feeling proud of myself. Mm-hmm. There was nobody, you know, um, I've often felt proud of doing a good job that somebody else has said 
uh, like that external validation, like that pat on the back. Oh, thank you. You've done a great job. But nobody was pressuring me to do this. Mm -hmm. It wasn't required. I didn't sign any contract, like nothing. This was just me against myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the fact that I knew it was something I really wanted to do and I did it, um, I would say that's been the most rewarding feeling. Um, And any other authors who have self-published or been traditionally published, when you get that physical book in your hand for the first time, it's like, whoa, like these are my words. Yeah. You did a thing and then you're holding it and it looks beautiful. And what? Yeah. I can't imagine. (laughs) So that, that tangible feeling of just Mm. the pure joy of all your like mental hard work and motivation just poured into one thing that you can hold physically, um, is just, it's so rewarding. Um, yeah. (laughs) that's yeah that's huge and beautiful to see I've again I've not written an actual book but I had kind of a similar oh my gosh this is not a drill I did the stuff and the things with the dissertation like having a hard copy of that giant beast in my (laughs) hand and I was like this thing is freaking huge and it didn't kill me it got close a couple times (laughs) like it's it's just something so intrinsic and and rewarding that you get to share with the world and and hope that it brings some joy or a little bit of sauce or you know whatever that is just just a fun read because it really is a fun read um and it wasn't one of those books that you could predict the whole way through you know that you're like I have a feeling they'll they'll make it in the end but it's like (laughs) how exactly are they going to get there interesting I love that yeah that was really cool um So as we get ready to wrap up our conversation, can you remind our listeners where this awesome book is available for purchase? So Meet the Teacher, um, it's in paperback and also ebook on Amazon. So it is through Kindle or Kindle Unlimited. Um, I know lots of romance readers like myself, anything that's on KU, I'm like, yes. Um, And then it's also available on barnesandnoble.com. But if you are interested in purchasing a signed copy that has, um, you know, a lot of little swag Mm -hmm. and that exclusive merch, um, you can go to my website, uh, which is that author, mandymarie.com. And it's Mandy with a Y and Marie with two E's. I highly recommend, again, everyone go subscribe and get the signed copy because the swag is adorable and it's functional. There's some fun stickers and as a bookmark and a notepad and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So it's it's cute and functional, which I think every mill spouse gravitates towards. Um, so we get a lot of joy for that. Well, um, we are nearing the end of our conversation, Mandy, and I'm just thoroughly enjoyed it. Had no doubts about that whatsoever. But as we wrap up our conversation, one question we ask all of our guests is this, what is one piece of advice you would give our listeners to navigate this military life with respect to your area of expertise? I would say my biggest piece of advice um, is to, to take the risk. Um, Mm. I mean, the, the theme of me, the teacher, uh, is, you know, we only live once and whoa, that life, yes, whoa, <laughs> um, is that life is, is meant to be lived. Um, and I know that military life has taught me so much. Um, mm-hmm. and even though, you know, I still sometimes don't believe it. Um, what I have learned is that just because I did 
quote unquote, sign up to be a military spouse through love, it doesn't mean that I have to give up on my own dreams. Mm. Um, And trust me, like, I know how difficult it can be to like stick with a career. PCSing is always a pain. There's just no getting around it. Um, But one thing that is for sure is that it gives us a chance to explore all of our dreams that maybe if I had stayed in the same place and fell in love with someone else that I wouldn't have explored before. Mm -hmm. Um, So just that's, that's the advice. Take the risk. And just remember that, that you matter as a mill spouse too. Yes. Mic drop. I love that. Love that. And I, I'm still thinking truly still thinking about some of the things that were on autumn's Wolo list from her (laughs) sister. Um, and being like, oh, I've done that. I haven't done that. I should do that. Let me put that on my <laughs> list. And um, and listeners, just a side note about all things, you know, taking the risk. What what Mandy just said, it doesn't. They, they're not all huge things. You know, it's not right. all climb giant mountain or whatever. It's the small stuff like do a handstand. I've never done a handstand even as a little kid. Like that was not a jam that I had. And recently, yeah. I was like, oh. I can do an assisted handstand. I'm going to write that down on my list and then check it off, you know? Um, And then a few years, well, lots of years ago, it's so silly, but one thing I wanted to do on my Wolo bucket list was put my hand in wet concrete. And it was such like a rebellious thing to do. I love that. Because I I was like stalking construction workers and being like, are they, oh man, are they guarding? Oh, they're guarding it. I can't do that in this sidewalk. But, um, you know, I finally got to do it one day on like a little bridge or whatever. And, it's still there, you know, just yeah. barely can see it, but I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a surprisingly inspirational book in a way that I would say maybe most romances aren't necessarily inspirational. They're just kind of warm and fuzzy, feel good, salty, saucy, but this has also got that piece of inspiration. So Mandy, I celebrate you. If we had video feed, I would pop a confetti cannon right now. So proud of all your hard work. Congratulations on the birth of your book, baby. Meet the teacher listeners. Remember, you can sign up, get a copy, sign with all the swag at authormandymarie.com or follow her on social media. Also order Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. It's a great read, a good warm and fuzzy salt and saucy read and inspirational at the same time. So again, congratulations, Manny, sharing about your journey of publication. And as always, we thank you so much for serving our community and for doing what you can to make sure all military spouses have an equal spot at the table. Thank you, Sharita. And thanks again to today's guest, Mandy Marie. We wish her all the best as she moves forward with her book and future books. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're excited to see what she writes about next. Now let's swing it back over to our host to get their thoughts on today's show. Hard for the Course, another empowering interview. Thanks again to Amanda for joining us this week and sharing all about her debut novel, Meet the Teacher. If you want to connect with Amanda or learn more about her book, you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at author Mandy Marie. That's one word or on her website, author Mandy Chrissy, I'm so excited that we got to host this episode together since we both started at Mission Mill Spouse with Amanda together uh, over three years ago. Let's talk about what stood out to you in this interview. Well, the last part really stood out and it kind of like tracked through the whole interview, the whole like just take risks, you know, that Mm -hmm. was just huge. And obviously for her, it was the risk to, you know, write this book, which seems so 
crazy and daunting when you have to like just start typing words on a page. But like mm-hmm. when they talked about other ways that you should be taking risks, it really is like your whole mill spouse um, life. I was going to say career, but I guess you're not really in a career as a mill spouse, <laughs> but your whole mill spouse life is just, you're, you're taking a risk because you love this service member and, mm-hmm. you know, going to do new places, putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. And really you have to push yourself to go do these things on your own. And so I just, I love that part. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, like the mill spouse life is just taking risks. We are constantly faking it till we make it and just hoping that we land on our two feet, you know, wherever the military sends us. And, um, I like how they said that, you know, you matter as a mill spouse. Um, and so do your dreams. You know, it's not just about your service member It's also about you and what you want and what you want to do with your life and your bucket list. And I really like that because so often we kind of feel like, like second to our service members. So I, I really appreciated that. I haven't gotten a chance to read the book, unfortunately, because I ordered it right away, but you know, shipping to Germany takes so long. I literally, <laughs> I just picked it up at the, at the post office yesterday. And so I have seen the book. I've like cracked the cover open, but <laughs> I mean, it looks adorable. I know it's probably going to be such a quick read because, you know, it seems like lighthearted and obviously lovey with the romance novel, but um, have you gotten a chance to read it? I have. Yeah, I did read it. I ordered it um, right off the back. So I'm so excited for her and I'm so proud of her. And, um, you know, it was funny that she mentioned that she's a huge fan of Hallmark movies because the whole time I was reading it, I could just imagine it as a Hallmark movie. And it was a quick read because I couldn't put it down and I loved it. And I really found myself identifying with the main character. Um, and I also found it funny. I don't know if she did this on purpose. She, you know, she talked about her main male character being named Zane. She also has another character character named Liam. And as like a nerd myself, I was wondering if like she was influenced by One Direction there, like if there's going to be like more <laughs> band members in her future books. But I, I, it was such a good book. It was so wholesome and just happy and just such a nice summer read that I I'm so proud of her. Oh, I can't wait to read it now. Maybe she will get it like adapted into a movie. Who knows? <laughs> it would make a great Hallmark movie. We should we should tag them in this. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh, military life resources and great people. Those are two of my favorite things. Speaking of resources and people, this week's Resource Recon is all about finding community. From our band of bloggers, Julie Eshelman writes, Community. Even military community can be found for us reserved spouses. We just have to search a little harder sometimes. I have learned over the years that if an event isn't open or inclusive in advertising, ask. And if the answer is still no, ask what programs they do open or offer. Sometimes it just takes someone being brave enough to ask. Sarah, you're currently located away from a typical military installation. So can you relate to the challenges that Julie talks about? Absolutely. Yeah. So I am not a reserve spouse. My um, service member is active duty army, but we are stationed at a really small base and we live about 40 minutes away in a town that is pretty much all civilian. We're pretty cut off from our military family. So I can relate to her struggles with finding connection and community. You know, I've had to really step out of my shell as you know an introvert and rely a lot on my neighbors and the other parents that I have to meet at the school for things um, like sports recommendations and clubs and doctors and and stuff like that. Um, 
living away from, you know, these big major military installations, you don't have this central kind of easy to access hub of information. And so you really have to Mm -hmm. want that information you want to get involved. And, you know, even if it does mean stepping outside of your comfort zone, it's kind of the only way to do it um, when you're not stationed on a base. Um, And I know you in Germany, I felt like when I was there, it was really easy to connect with people because you're kind of in like a bubble. Is it still, do you feel like it's still that way that everyone supports everyone when you're overseas? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So it just seems like, you know, you instantly have a new family because they all know that you have nobody else nearby. And so Mm -hmm. like they welcome you in and, you know, everyone's so much quicker to attach to another, I I think in this situation, but I have also been away from military um, installations before. And I definitely relied on, like you said, going into the schools, going into the gyms, trying to find friends, the neighborhood, like, I mean, I'm thankfully a very outgoing and social person, so it wasn't as difficult, but it took me like months to kind of build that up. Whereas, you know, when you go to like a military installation, you'll find somebody almost on day one. I have wondered sometimes like what on earth we did before social media, you know, like I've had to get a lot of my, my information about my area and my connections with people from Facebook and Instagram, which has been um, a lifesaver for me. But like, what did people do before then? Like, how did you connect with people, especially when you lived off of a military installation? Like we were so spoiled in that aspect. That is so true. I never even thought about that. Wow. All right. So big thanks to Julie uh, for another awesome blog. Um, Our final fantastic resource for today comes from our director of empowerment, Amanda, with her empowerment patrol report showcasing our everyday empowerment recipient. Let's listen in. We here at Mission Mill Spouse never doubt the strength of our military spouse tribe. Here is our director of empowerment with this week's empowerment patrol report. Hello, Mission Mill Spouse listeners. This is your Director of Empowerment speaking, Amanda Bickneys, bringing you this week's Empowerment Patrol Report. Today, we are showcasing our everyday empowerment recipient, the nonprofit organization, American Corporate Partners, known as ACP. Nominated by Leslie Coffey, she shares that For the first 20 plus years of being a military spouse, the Army always made my decision for me to resign and restart my career with each PCS. In 2018, ACP launched its Military Spouse Mentoring Program. At the time, I was stationed in the Mojave Desert at the National Training Center. There were so few opportunities that the clerk working the hotel's front desk was a spouse with a PhD. The result of my mentorship through ACP resulted in a 67% increase in pay even before remote work was popular and from the middle of the desert. ACP deserves to be recognized for the Everyday Empowerment recipient because 87% of spouses that utilize their services report that their mentor helped to improve their professional confidence. They do this handpicking a mentor for the spouse based on their career interests and professional history. Together, the spouse and the mentor create a tailored action plan for the mentorship and speak monthly to make progress on their goals. 
and ACP staff guides the spouse through the mentorship experience to ensure success. ACP's customized program is designed to assist and empower spouses on their path toward rewarding, meaningful employment. On behalf of Mission Mill Spouse, thank you so much to ACP for doing your part to empower military families all across the globe. Until next time, I'm Amanda Bickbees reminding you, empowered spouses, empower spouses. Here at Mission Mill Spouse, military spouses are our primary focus. We have more than 2,600 blogs with topics including PCS, parenting, career guidance, humor, deployment, and more. Whether you're dating a service member, have just said I do as a new spouse, or are a seasoned spouse with a whole collection of PCS stickers on your furniture, we have something for you. But hey, don't just take our word for it. I'm Lindsay, and when my husband joined the military, I was completely lost when it came to assimilating to military life and culture. This organization made me feel like I had support, a new community I could lean on, and equip me with invaluable information about military spouse life. Tap into all of our empowering resources at missionmillspouse.org or follow us across all social media platforms at Mission Millspouse. Congratulations to American Corporate Partners. We'll be in touch soon. Thanks for your empowerment within the military community. As they say, time flies when you're empowering military spouses. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, don't forget that we drop not one, but two podcast episodes per week. Make sure to tune in every Thursday for a shorter episode, or as we like to call it, our mini casts. During these episodes, our command team members will share personal stories about their experiences, challenges, and lessons learned as military spouses. Also, be sure to mark your calendars for our, drumroll please, 1000th episode airing on Monday, August 28th, featuring the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus. You might have seen them recently on America's Got Talent or the Today Show, and we are honored to be welcoming them to our podcast. You won't want to miss this one. Oh, I'm so excited about that one. Well, as we wrap up, we invite you to consider joining us on our mission in other ways. We're always seeking bloggers to contribute once per month submissions. All spouses from all branches and all components are welcome. Finally, if you have a resource that applies to military spouses, inquire about being a guest on our podcast. Our season books up quickly, so don't wait. Email hello at missionmillspouse.org or send us a direct message on any social media outlet. Whether you're stateside, overseas, or temporarily living in a hotel with your service member, two dogs, a cat, and three kids, please remember that we're here to help you navigate your military life journey. We're cheering you on. No matter what you're facing, we want you to remember that we've been there and you are not alone. We've got your six. This is your Mission Mill Spouse Command Team signing out. Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice to catch episodes that drop every Monday and Thursdays each week. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, or LinkedIn at Mission Mill Spouse. Snag some sweet freebies by signing up for our newsletter, The Sit Rep. And finally, if you'd like to join us on our mission to serve military spouses, consider making a tax-deductible donation on our website or email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Mission Mill Spouse, empowering you to navigate this military life since 2005.